with the fifth edition. Join our various gaming groups as we play the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. And maybe just hang out and chat about gaming in general. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim here. And Kelly. With, with the Creative Play and Podcast and D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. By the way, we totally have to uh, start that uh, new D&D game, by the way. You totally need to check Ooh. out the Iron Kingdoms book. It came from the Kickstarter. Ah. Because, you know, D&D and guns. Normally, I'm repulsed by this idea. But Iron Kingdoms is a setting that it totally works because you have, you know, steam-powered mecha and pistols and trains and hmm. goblins with explosives. Well, Yeah. Goblins without explosives just doesn't seem right, and then you know, and gas masks. <laughs> so today is day two of the thirty-day Dungeons and Dragons challenge. So Kelly, I have to ask, what is your favorite playable race? Well, let's just say it would probably be easier to say which race don't you like to play. <laughs> human <laughs> that's the easy answer for that one i i love playing the different types of races and also it depends on what i'm one of those players okay it also depends on what class i'm playing but like it just depends um if i'm playing a cleric i want to play a dwarf um i you know just get that spirit boost <laughs> you want that wisdom. that wisdom um but you know for those types of things but i typically prefer non-humans i do i do i do um i'm excited to play some other races i always like to kind of shake it up make them a little different you know um you know, so I'm mean, like, I already have the, the next character that I make is going to be this, this, you know, it's like, <laughs> I already have it planned in my mind. And it's, you know, just a little different, you know, I like to try the different types. I mean, but if I had to, what was that? <laughs> um, if I had to pick, like, right now, I guess, hmm. well, it's hard to say, but I have to say changeling is interesting, but it's challenging. Um, halflings are always fun. I like <laughs> halflings. And I very and I enjoy tieflings, too. But if you had to pin it down to just one, 
Uh, let's see. Tiefling. Tiefling? Yeah, I really like Tiefling. Yeah, Tiefling is a great character class. I mean, it's got tons of ideas. That you character can be, race, not a character class. race. Yep. You can be charming devil. You can be that charming bard. You can be the paladin that's actually striving to go against what people perceive as his pure demonic nature, which is well, the, not true. The very first Tiefling I ever created was like, nobody wanted to be the healer. I'm like, fine. I'll be the healer, but I'm going to make you make a character that looks like it is like so not who you would think would be a cleric. <laughs> so I'm like, I chose a tiefling. OK, look like red skin. You know, just let's give it the red skin, the black hair, like the farthest like looks devil. <laughs> she looks like a devil, you know. But she's like the nicest and she's so devoted to her God. And, and, you know, so it's like, but of course she's chaotic good. You know, she's not like, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it only goes so far. <laughs> and the she fact that moments where she'll just out without warning, throat punch somebody and hold a dagger to their throat. But hey. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, you know, <laughs> I specifically <laughs> chose it so that, and then I, I really enjoyed playing the character because I had never played a tiefling before, you know, and the, like, I used some of their racial skills, like the, like the thaumaturgy and stuff pretty darn well, I think. <laughs> Though I will totally say with the Tieflings, I'm sad that in 5th edition, they lost some of those cool feats that they had in 4th edition where they could or use the their tail. tail. yeah. Yeah. The, 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 those were some of the fun things that Tieflings could do. Yeah, but you also don't want to make them too OP. True. 4th edition was a bit about making players OP. In a yeah. Game. So for me, I'm going to have to say my favorite playable race goes all the way back to third edition, which is the currently called Dragonborn, used to be called the Half Dragon back in the day. Because there's just something that's, that, that's fun to be said about playing a character who's Half Dragon, you know. And, you know, and let's be honest, in fourth edition, the Dragonborn got a huge storyline increase where they're basically the Roman Empire. <laughs> So, and they and the tieflings don't get along. <laughs> <laughs> and them on the and them and the tieflings wiped each other out, you know. <laughs> I mean, I love that storyline where you know the Tiamat's worshippers caused the dragon kingdom to go against the tiefling kingdom because righteous paladins it's easy to get them to go after devils, right? Mm-hmm. And then Tiamat's people betrayed them and caused everyone to get wiped out. But I, I just like the idea of a, a noble race or even the evil ones have that that lawful evil feel of, you know, it's that evil Roman Empire or the good Roman Empire, depending on your point of view. Usually it's evil. Yeah. <laughs> but but I really loved how a lot of fourth edition added more to that. about like the fact that there was a magic item where you could find a banner of your dragon, the platinum dragon from the ancient days that you could plant that flag in the battlefield to give yourself a boost. That was, that was a cool thing, you know. That's one thing I'm hoping fifth edition pops more into is a lot more of the high magic as opposed to the low magic. 
you know, because I was a huge fan of the Dragonborn Warlord. Of course, I love the Warlord class because there's nothing like a fighter that could heal just by saying, rub some dirt into it. You're not hurt that bad. <laughs> Suck it up, buttercup! <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there is something to be said that if you ever check out the uh, extra feats that they came out with for the different races, the Dragonborn had some pretty cool ones that you could get wings. If you don't wear higher than light armor, you can totally fly, which what's cooler than a dragon-blooded sorcerer Dragonborn who's got wings to fly? Just saying. That is kind of nifty. <laughs> I mean, it is almost as cool as the winged subclass of tieflings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, and then the fact that you can get dragon fear, and even though dragonborn don't have dark vision, which everyone complains is like their one drawback, but it makes them more human, you know, because they don't have the crazy dark vision. If they buy the feet, they get dragon vision, you know, dragon senses. Or you can do the dragon fear, so instead of your breath attack, you can actually just scare the crap out of everybody with a growl. <laughs> I mean, and you totally know, I, one of these days, I want to play a dragon board with a Sean Connery accent. Because <laughs> it would totally work. <laughs> I, I've got to hear this. <laughs> I mean, I, I have played a Dragonborn Paladin, a Dragonborn Cleric, and a Dragonborn Bard in the past. And the the last time I played the Paladin, it did not go well. Oh, no, no, it was the Cleric I played in Josiah's game. that mm -hmm. did not go well because it was doing the uh, Horde of the Dragon Queen storyline. So, of course, Tiamat's immediately involved, so you know what the Cleric of Bahamut's going to be doing. He's acting more like a paladin than a cleric every day. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing worse in that game because literally every time someone popped up with Tiamat, I had to pop up with Bahamut. And in that game, sadly, half the player group had interesting characters, which is code word for not minimaxed and going for weird oddball combinations that, while cool, are not good in a high combat adventure. Which, if you ever play the Horde of the Dragon Queen or Rise of Tiamat, those are insanely high combat fights. I mean, there's the joke that uh, in Horde of the Dragon Queen, the very first fight is an adult blue dragon, which is like level eight, nine characters fight for first level characters. The idea is the GM is supposed to scare the piss out of you of describing this this lightning spitting dragons flying around this castle and there's no way you'll be stupid enough to to challenge it. Depends on the person. <laughs> to which I often in our session 0 for that game explain to the party, are you guys okay with me playing a lawful good dragonborn cleric of Bahamut. And I told them, are you guys clear on what this means? And sadly, they were all gun-ho for it and good to go. And then when session one happened, one guy showed up with a lawful evil warrior. The other guy came up with an orc mage that didn't have combat spells. Hold it. Hold it. A mage without any combat spells? All of his spells were utilitarian. Granted, he did make good use of Grease Spell many times. But sadly, my character was often eating dirt because his teammates would not stand up to fight with him or find a good reason to get him to in-character back off. 
Yeah, that that is one of my pet peeves. It's like if you decide ahead of time, are you an evil group? Are you neutral? Or are you good? At least some form of good, some form, you know, so that mm-hmm. you don't have. Because I'm sorry, I used to play with my brother when I was a kid, and he would be that guy that would be the one evil, you know, chaotic, you know, character <laughs> that would steal from their own, you know, company, and you know, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I had to give our warrior credit. He did convince me to pretend to be a priest of Tiamat because there were 50 civilians in our care. And I refused to do it until he said, look at those women and children. They need you to bluff our way into the castle. And my guy was just like, oh, you've mentioned the younglings. I'll I'll do it for the young. I'll do it for the children. (laughs) <laughs> and the mage actually put an illusion on me to turn my blue and silver robes red and black. And I spit out the words to walk by the, the guards that were keeping anyone from getting into the castle. Oh, all the while writhing inside. If, if the last of the hostages would have made it into the castle, I would have totally, totally used my ice breath on them. But it was for the children. Mm. But uh, Dragonborn is definitely my pick because I'm a huge fan of the the ancient stories that you can come up with the Dragonborn, and they're just fun. I mean, they make great paladins, they make great clerics, they make really good bards if you if you you get lucky on your stats. Mm. Just saying. <laughs> Have you ever? Yeah, I've never played one. <laughs> I mean, come on. The pictures in fourth edition had Dragonborn looking all cool and smexy. <laughs> and the fact I remember that, mom had one. She played a silver dragonkin. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was totally back in the old three 3.5 game. No, was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. It yeah, was. that that was back when getting the half dragon sub, you know, t- template cost you like four levels of play. Cause yeah, she was a warrior. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that I like that the things have changed so that uh, you can totally be a dragonborn at first level and not have some crazy power creep. But, I mean. You know, I'll totally, I'll totally leave the teaser out there that, you know, getting to have the best class race combo that I'm a fan of, because that's tomorrow's is your favorite playable class. Hmm. <laughs> so we'll definitely need to see what you come up with for that one, because I know mine personally. I mean, I, you know, mine. <laughs> So if you had to play a race besides Tiefling, what would it be? Well, there's so many. It's like, okay, just not a human. (laughs) There we go. There's your answer. (laughs) See, for me, my secondary choice would always have to be the uh, half-elf. I like half-elf. It's all. A lot of my bards are half-elf. It's all the things humans aren't in, in improving a human race. The half elf, yeah. dark vision, 
got some got some cool stuff. And the nice thing is the half elf can be all kinds of different half elves. Mm-hmm. Like in our daggers game. Red yeah. Oh no. Uh, well, yeah. He's a. But also my. Uh, I have the half sea elf mm-hmm. for the. Uh, she's a very angry half elf. <laughs> She's an angry elf in general. <laughs> well, okay, she's only angry obsessively about one thing. <laughs> other than that, you know, she's pretty good. <laughs> I have other characters who are way more angry. <laughs> so much rage. And not even an orc. So much rage. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, I think we will wrap it up there on our favorite playable race. And yes, let us know what your favorite playable race is, because everybody's points are totally valid, and every race has its own perk. Yep. Because, come on, every race has its own cool story waiting to be told. Yep. It's all what you put into it. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition, a member of the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Please follow us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cppn to never miss a show or stream. 